0: energy or not actually no you're kicking it off because you need
1: to wake up welcome to the texas cornhole show my name is jonathan zarzinski i've got grant upchurch and baron hodo with me and this is episode number i don't know we're not at 20 yet We're, we're below 20 maybe this is the fifth or sixth uh this season got a lot of things to talk about and then following this we have an interview with aj sims so um that's what we have in store for you today uh, we're gonna kick it off with the ACO came to town, came to Texas. Good old American cornhole, red, white, and blue. And one of our boys took down singles.
0: It seemed like we had a lot of boys take down or at least compete at a high level in all in everything, right? Yeah, multiple we, guys.
1: We did well. I think the one of the really cool things about uh, American cornhole, people come from all over. There are people from Vegas, Kansas, Florida, uh, and they compete at a high level. They're they're pretty good. Um, but a lot, a lot of them didn't know who any of the guys from our region were. And there was even a a podcast. And I think the quote was something along the lines of Chase Lester, whoever that is. Well, Chase took down singles and beat a lot of really good players to do it, uh, beat, beat the favorites to do it. Um so that was great. You come to Texas and you're gonna have to play some new players who are really good that you've never heard of.
0: Right. I love that too. Cause uh a lot of pros figure that out too when ACL comes and does their event um over in Texas, while we'll some TCL guys go up there and, and like Zeb and Zach were two names that did it in the blind draw this past uh ACL uh open, I guess is what they call it. So Chase Lester,
1: ten point what? It was over a ten point PPR in uh singles and the way aco works american cornhole is what i think i'm going to call it american cornhole red white and blue um the way it works is you play a bracket and you have to make it far in that bracket to make it to the the top bracket right and the top bracket is the only one that gets money uh the other ones get plaques but you have to make the top bracket to get paid and um he made it to the top bracket and then in that bracket he threw over a 10 ppr throwing a um block collect game not a lot of rolls just uh, put the bag right in front of the hole and then push it in. And he did that all day long. And uh, it was, it's really fun to watch because he was throwing the bag hard and attacking the cup or the hole. And um, it was really fun to watch. He, did, he played really, really well.
2: I think your incentive went over really well, too, right? So you got some players out there. and
1: Yeah, you know, I, it was a small event. I mean, relative to TCL, it was tiny. Um, relative to some of the like regionals that I've gone to, it was small. So I forgot the total number of players, but it, it was a very big. Um, but like I said, people came from like Las Vegas to play, because yeah. they they give away points. And when you're when you're not give away, but it's a major. So if you place, you get a lot of points. And there are a lot of people that take uh, American cornhole very seriously and try to place really high, like they do in TCL. And boy, they they came, they flew from Vegas. These guys flew from Vegas yeah. to Houston, drove to the event to get their points, and uh, they were good. They played really well. But Chase beat them all.
0: So Chase. It was funny, I had league night with him Wednesday, he was leaving the next day to go out to, um, what was the town? Bryan, Texas. Bryan, Texas. Yeah, Aggieland. So, um, which is, you know, probably like a three, four hour drive. Yeah. And um, he was asking me, so if you had to throw, if you were leaving tomorrow, how would you get these bags broken in (laughs) and ready to go? I looked at him, I was like, Yeah, you short deadline, huh? Yeah, those were
1: bandit queens.
0: Bandit queens, he... Podium potion soaked him. Yeah. And I think he spun him on some concrete. Yeah. And took him out there and threw over a 10 with the block and collect game.
1: No, the story gets better. He decided, so everybody wanted Bandit Queens and dudes, right? So he came, um, Kevin, Zach, uh, Tanner, uh, Kobe, and everybody was going to throw Bandit Queens and dudes. That was the plan. Well, we show up and I sponsor one player in ACO and his name's Spencer Garner. And part of the sponsorship was we made a bag just for him. And it's called the Great. So we everybody shows up and they start throwing his bags and everybody loved him. And so now everybody wants those bags. So Chase broke in that was Friday. Friday night. Chase took a brand new set of of those bags, broke them in. We used a washing machine, a dryer, and the concrete. And yeah, he threw a basically a brand new set that he broke in the night before using podium potion and uh, won. And beat, you know, the likes of like Gary Bearpaw, Spencer Garner, Sebastian something. I forgot his name, but he's he's good. Chase um,
2: is just a dog. Right. Yeah, he I played
1: mean, great. He finished. He played great. It was fun to watch him.
0: Well that's good. Uh, and he got what, third and doubles with Kobe?
1: Yeah, Kobe and Chase got third. You know, I have to say Chase did kind of fall apart. Not fall apart, but he threw bad in that doubles match. In their final doubles game, he had like three bad rounds and it was over. Because whether you want to appreciate this or understand this or not, like American Cornwall has some good players. And one of them is Kim Dice. Uh, female and she's really good. And she beat them up. She diced them up with a hit air. i mean, hit, Yeah. Like I said, seriously, Chase had two or three bad rounds and the game was over. Where's she located? Where's she from? I want to say panhandle of Florida. Okay. But I'm not hundred percent certain about that. And she plays with either her husband or boyfriend. I forgot his name. Um, but it, you know, it maybe I sound sexist, but it, it's unusual when you see a girl play really well, right? She was throwing nine to 10 PPRs all the whole tournament. Um, I've got a picture of her throwing with Mason Terry and she looks like Mason Terry's sister, (laughs) right? (laughs) They look very similar, same coloring, same height, both tall redheads. Um, so yeah, that was pretty cool. And then let's see, I think Zach and Kevin uh, got fifth in doubles, which is a, a nice showing. We got second place in the crew cup, the four man, um, Kim Dice was on the winning team. Uh, but yeah, I think it was great. I love it when, uh, American Cornell comes to town. I like the tournaments and I hope more people show up to them.
2: So where's ACO most prevalent? Especially so for the listeners? it looks
1: like central, central America, like, okay. well, <laughs> central United <laughs> States, not quite, well, uh, not El Salvador. Um, but yeah, like it's based out of Ohio and, you know, just east and just west of the Mississippi seems to be their, their most popular places. They're going to have their big end of season tournament in Owensboro, Kentucky, Okay, which were th- where they were last year. Um, their, their bigger events are usually like Mississippi area from what I can tell, Florida, East coast. Um, but it's a national league and they have tournaments all over the country, West coast, to East coast. Um, they'll have a tournament or a major um, this year in almost every part of the country. So,
0: so what all did chase qualify for by winning that major?
1: I don't know. I should know. You mentioned an event. Well, I know that at the end of, they have got, have a, um, they call it throw-ins bro. They're, they're worlds. And I think by winning a major, he gets into an event. I just, I'm not sure what it is. Um, but by winning a major, he, I think he can play to be a pro already. He doesn't have to get enough points. I think he gets that too. And then once you're a pro in American cornhole, you're able to play certain events without paying a fee. Uh, and then you're also earlier, how I mentioned getting into that top bracket you're automatically in. If you show up to a major and you're a, an American cornhole pro, uh, you automatically get into that top bracket. You don't have to qualify for it. Um, he also gets a purple jersey. That's kind of a thing in American cornhole. If you win a major, you get a purple jersey. That's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. It's got a, and if you win a bunch of them, they they well they put like a logo of the tournament that you won on the jersey. So if you win a bunch of them, you can have a bunch of logos of all the ones that you won.
2: So what about the total environment of an ACO event? So you know we talk about the differences in TCL and ACL in terms of just the overall environment with music playing and crowd noise, et cetera. How does it compare with ACO?
1: But I'd put it right between the two. I, I call ACL cornhole in a library. It's very quiet. Everyone's taking it very seriously. Right. Do not say a word while I'm throwing. Right. <laughs> and then TCL, on the other hand, my ears are bleeding. Like I, I think TCL is too loud, personally, because I'm getting old. Um, and then I, AC, ACO is kind of in between. They play music. They have a speaker playing, um, and people are you know pretty easygoing. Like the, comp- the competition is serious, but um, all the people that were making racket were us. The, the well, TCL mean, guys were the ones yelling and cheering each other on. Gotcha, I mean, at
0: gotcha. the end of the day, um, there's only – you can't really compare the two because, like you said before, that event was not anywhere close to the size of a, T, of, of a uh, TCL Signature Series. Uh, One and, and it would compare to the size of a more of a regional, if, yeah. you know, or yeah. maybe a little bit bigger regional event. So it's hard to compare
1: environments in those
0: kind of situations. So – I don't know, we gotta make a trip out to a bigger one. See what's going on. Yeah, really for about. sure.
1: You know, I was th- there's one in Mississippi. Tupelo, I hear, is is pretty big, but the the venue's not nice. Um and then Owensboro is gonna be their big one, which Frank says like, you know, a thousand players, which is kind of like a big sig for us. Right. right. Um, that's their their big uh, end of season event, which I was looking at going to. But yeah, if you're
0: interested, the ones that are that be, compares to um worlds, does it not?
1: It you, yeah, I guess it compares to it, but it's usually a week beforehand. They don't overlap. No, 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 no
0: I'm saying the amount
1: of people. Is it a 1,000? How many show I up at Worlds? I think 1,000
0: to 1,500 at Worlds. It's kind of like our Ryder Cup size.
1: Yeah, it's, it's pretty big. I, I saw a bunch of pictures of it, and there are quite a bit of people there. It's also almost 10 days long if you play every event gosh i know not that crazy that is you show up on like a friday start that weekend play all week and then finish the next weekend yeah that's too much cornhole for that's me. a lot i of could barely take two days in a row yeah i'm way too old for that
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that so anything else special about your aco adventure
1: um no i mean it was just great seeing everybody out there playing um big d had a nice presence i, I got a lot of good social media content uh, i had a good time it was fun i got to meet frank gears for the first time in person did d- y'all play a game? Cornhole's dad, I beat him. You beat him? Uh-huh. What was the score? Was it skins game? I was I was throwing really good. It was it was over Hey, fast. you're welcome, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but then we, you know, I also teamed up with them and we won uh playing together, so.
0: Oh, sweet. Who would y'all play? Just guys. Oh, another bag maker?
1: Oh, yeah? Yeah. Smoked him. Uh-huh. IMF Cornhole. What does that stand for? I I don't know. I didn't ask. He's out of Michigan. Okay. But uh he played with uh Spencer's dad and I played with Frank and I think we played like two best out of three, so we won four games out of four.
2: There you go. Yeah, yeah. it was just embarrassing. Uh, yeah, it was fun. Total <laughs> domination, right?
1: Yeah. But dude, I have to say, like, I am re- I am giving up competitive cornhole. I, I I am not good. I have to. I'm accepting this, and I'm just going to be hanging out <laughs> making content in bags. That's my plan. So don't ask me to be your partner. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I stink at cornhole. i I'm, f- I'm fed up. Uh, hey, the computer keeps going. Isn't this great? Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, you know? for everybody watching and listening at home, I've, I've improved our setup. So. Yes,
0: we're making small improvements. You know, our setup will change here down the road. Yeah. We got Rodney Franklin yeah. doing something special for us. Um, yes, we are knocking off CJ on his signed cornhole board. <laughs> and I'll acknowledge that every time.
1: Yeah, so. I, I'm looking forward to all the changes that are coming.
0: So moving on from ACO. Baron had a big topic he wanted to talk about. What was it, Baron?
2: Well, I think, I think we had several topics, right? So one of the things that we threw out on social media was just, uh, you know, getting some ideas from the field, if you will, and I think that went over really well. Oh yeah. Um, did it? I think it did.
1: <laughs> I think it did. Well, uh, you want to go there first because we did have another one that was we were going to talk about first, which is don't quit your day job, right?
0: Oh, the hard drag push. The article about a little article. Are you a pro? Are you a pro? What is a pro? And it's it's a solid read for any parents that are pushing their kid or have a kid that wants to do pro cornhole and views that as a long term plan for their future, right? So. Go, it was a share to addicted to cornhole. Hard drag push is a Facebook page. I believe it's their most recent article. So I was given that a read, and it's pretty eye opening. Um, when they break down numbers and show what the uh, what pro players got paid out, and, you know, some people will see those numbers and be like, "Hey, that's pretty good." Well, it's not pretty good when people want to do this for a full time job. Yeah. And from the numbers, I believe it was the top forty five players. Um, when it comes to earnings, one over ten thousand dollars the top 45 players won over ten thousand dollars which is not a living that's not a living and it's just
1: not a living that barely pays for travel
0: right and i saw a comment underneath um, the article that said you know hey i'm a parent of one of the pros um and you know he does he, this doesn't include money that they're making at regional events this doesn't include um you know x y and z and it's like okay also didn't include taxes so yeah, let's right. cut that in half.
1: <laughs> well, nobody's paying taxes on the regional events, right? No,
0: no one's on regional events, but the big payout events, you're paying yeah. taxes on that, right? And, that, and then at the end of the day, your kid—you know, your kid was still a kid. He he said his kid was, I believe, 18 years old. So understandable that he lives at the house or whatever. But is it going to be a long-term solution to you know how are you going to live your life?
2: So how does sponsorship money play into that? You know and I, that was
0: a big topic of conversation too. And you know, at the end of the day, it's not on your bag manufacturer to give you a living. It's because they refer to it as you are you aren't a professional cornhole player, you're a professional advertiser. Like you're like your income is really coming off of going and trying to go get sponsorship so you can go play cornhole. Yeah. And there's a lot of truth to that. People put a lot of uh, they ask for a ton of money right off the gate um, to go be a professional cornhole player. And it's like, OK, so how are you going to make me that money back? It's not just free money. It doesn't just I'm not just giving you money because I like you.
1: I Hopefully you can make me some money back. Right. ROI is a term I've seen a lot on these discussions. And it's
0: killing it's killing the pros. Right. It's killing them. Um, well, I and, think
1: bag makers realized you don't make that money back.
0: No. Not no, not on um, bag sales. Not on bag <laughs> not sales. On bag and sales, honestly, right. uh, bag manufacturers are probably just as well off sending a ton of free bags to ambassadors rather than uh, sponsoring a couple pros.
1: Yeah, for so the numbers I've heard are twenty grand. I've heard that sev- from multiple different bag makers that that's kind of a number that pros are asking for for the season to be sponsored. And for twenty thousand dollars, you can do a lot of advertising. And like you just mentioned, right? I think I think BG did that when they first started. Get your hand, get your bags in the hands of players, so they can show them off on social media, so people can see them in podium pics. That's going to do a lot more than one pro that's going to put a link or tag you in his posts once a week or whatever they're right. doing. Right, right.
0: So it's a good read. Y'all go read it um, and go look at the numbers. Because the only, there was only the number one player, uh, number one cornhole player in the world outside of sponsorships when it comes to winnings made $67,000 and that was Mark Richards. Yeah. The median salary for the US is $59,000. Okay. So. So it's a job. That's a job. But he's, by the way, Mark Richards still has his day job as a teacher. Oh, he does? Yes. So this is, this literally is extra income. So again, when you're talking about living a life and going and doing your thing, man, if you, and especially when it comes to cornhole winnings, you know, to the kids out there that don't understand, hey, how to go get it, buy a truck. You want to go buy a new truck? You better show a consistent income for three months. Yeah. Can you do that with winnings? Because they don't want to see winnings. They want to see a paycheck. That's right. Right.
2: So do you see it evolving in terms of like, you know, there's a lot more action going on with ESPN and CBS, you know, with the collegiate level, right? So, if you got NIL deals involved in this and, you know, some other avenues along those lines, would it change the mindset?
0: I think that the current state of cornhole for a professional player, professional player is a um, it's a side hustle it is something you do with your free time that you want to pursue because you want to go chase and be on ESPN. If you're playing cornhole to be on ESPN and get that experience and just you want to go travel and see some different parts of the country and whatnot, it's a great thing to do. It's a great experience. But if that, if you think that is going to be your long-term life, you are very mistaken and you really need to
1: reevaluate. I, I agree. And the other thing, I a couple other things I'm, I'm thinking on this topic. One is, has cornhole peaked? I'm always wondering that. Right, Because it it became very popular. Are we at the peak right now? And if we are, you just saw the top amount of money you can make right, from Mark Richards, which is $67,000. That's the top. But um, hopefully that's not true. I think we're all hoping that it does continue to to progress. But I
0: do think it will continue to grow. I mean, you look at something like pickleball. They have a huge presence right now. Um, And they have the advantage of getting tennis players from a well-established sport coming to play pickleball. Cornhole doesn't have that. Cornhole is building from the ground up. So I believe that there's still a long ways to go. We'll see some more pickleball injuries. we are going to look for another little sport to get
2: into. And Cornhole's
1: yeah. the one. Pickleball and Cornhole. That's the future.
2: <laughs> yes. I think a, a really good comparison, I think, for Cornhole and the state it's in today, to me, is very similar to where Supercross or Motocross is, right, or was. So there was a point in time where Motocross was big. It was on ESPN. It was on all of, you know, your your local channels as well during the weekends. Um, but the payouts weren't good, right? And so they were relying heavily on sponsorship levels, et cetera. But even that, they weren't. It wasn't a, a day job, if you will. And so it's something uh, that did evolve in terms of motocross, to where you know kids would go to camps as early as 10, 12 years old, and start. You know, they'd spend their whole summer riding bikes, et cetera, it's just like you know today in the cornhole world, where these kids are throwing every weekend and throughout the week. And um, you know, the money payout just wasn't ever there for motocross, in my opinion. And I think cornhole is in a very similar state.
0: You know, the pl- there's a lot of pressure for the players and the spectators for payouts to go up. But realistically, that money has to come from somewhere. And there's just not a place right now to get that money from. So we'll see what happens over the next couple of years. But it's it's in a rough spot right now. You yeah. see a lot of top cornhole players leaving the game right now. Why do you think that is?
1: I think Jason Rubin is a great example, right? He was killing it. He won all these big events, making plenty of money. And he was only showing up at the big events and winning them. Right. And he's like, all right, I'm out, guys. Yeah. So the money isn't there, really. He's, he could do more things or other things with his time that are more valuable to him. And if if there was a ton of money on the table, he'd be taking it, right? Like any right. rational person. Right. But there just isn't that much money on the table. So, yeah, I guess high-level point here for the kids out there. Maybe you should take your studies more seriously or something or always keep an eye on uh how else you're going to be providing for yourself and those around you don't be an idiot
0: go study do your homework and go (laughs) practice cornhole afterwards it's a side hustle it will not be your life you
1: want to have a girlfriend at some point i know you do
0: so you got to be able to balance the workload right education
1: yeah and the other thing you bring up all the time grant is what happens when you hurt yourself Right, What happens when you lose your throwing arm? Right? They don't have insurance for cornhole players.
0: Right, and, and you're not getting paid so much from cornhole where if you miss a year, you're all right. You know? So, yeah. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully uh... – Hopefully hopefully, just a big sponsor comes out of nowhere and makes this a reasonable thing for somebody. But, yeah. you know, I hope that my tree in my backyard starts dropping some money, too.
1: <laughs> well, you know, Chad Jacobson has said this a lot, where sponsorships have to get away from the bad companies. If the bad companies are going to be your primary sponsors, it's never going to work. And I, I could not agree more. I mean, I've been hit up so much recently for sponsorships, and I'm like – do please do the math. Like the leagues make more money than I do. Could you just go ask the leagues for a sponsorship and right. not me? Like, you know, I don't know how open people are about finances in the bag making world, but I'll tell you being a TCL bag maker, you don't make enough to provide for a family. Barely. Maybe I can make more money as a public school teacher. So stop asking me for sponsorships and money, please. Cause I, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like it doesn't make any sense for me to sponsor players and, and give them money. Um, and all the other bag makers that are in the same position are kind of struggling with the same issue, especially in ACL, right? Um, and I guess it's all the Lucky Bags guy's fault and the Fire Cornhole guy's fault because they were throwing around money like crazy last year. Oh,
0: yeah. When you go sign somebody to a $100,000 contract. Um,
1: That's the rumor. I cannot believe that.
0: Trey Birchfield.
1: I don't believe it. It's real. Incentive-based. I mean, hard cash out of the pocket, guaranteed hundred grand. It's real. I struggle believing that. And then That's uh, a lot of money.
0: And then you have... Yeah, but he exploded. Like, Lucky Bags exploded.
2: But we talked about ROI, right? What, I'd be very interested to see the books Mike on that, Tennessee right?
0: Mike is riding around on a bird scooter at all these ACL events. You don't think he's got he's, – <laughs> he's doing pretty well. And, uh, you know, he can – Trey Birchfield kind of put him on the map,
1: you know? Yeah. All right. Fair enough.
0: So, and then the fire cornhole guy, I think he was – he had an approach he wanted to bring to the market, and I think that approach failed. I think. I mean, we'll see. But he invested a ton of money, and then he wanted to come in and do um, the bottom of the barrel prices on bags just to sell as many bags as he could. Yeah. I don't see many
1: Fire Cornhole bags. I Well, we're in Texas. Good right. point. I, there.
0: I don't see yeah. them at many uh, large events, though.
1: I don't see them either. And the ones that I've played, I'm like, okay, these are okay. Yeah. They're not that great. They're clearly high volume. Right. Um. Yeah.
2: So so let's shift gears here a little bit. Right. I'll, I'll be the mediator here because I think this is going to be a really interesting conversation between the two of you. Okay. But one of the topics that came up, and uh, again, I'm very interested in hearing y'all's opinion on, should social players be paid? No. Be more specific. <laughs> So, at the larger events, right, we'll just use a, a TCL Signature Series. We're be talking about Texas Cornhole
0: League because this is really what it was about.
1: Yeah, right. Texas Cornhole League. We asked our viewers, give us some things to talk about, and they sure did. Thank you, by the way.
2: Absolutely. So, at a TCL Signature Series event, should there be payouts for the social, social level
1: players? Or should social players get, like, belt buckles and plaques? Or merge. And merge. merch. And merch, yeah. merch. Merch coupons. Yeah. You say no. No, no. I think 100% cash to get out of social. I think that social players, if it it's called social, like why are you winning money for going to a social event? The whole word social means you're there to hang out with friends, have a good time. Sure, you're going to compete, but I'm not there to win cash money, right? I'm there to have a good time and compete because it's a social event. So have social, win plaques, coupons for merch, But cash money, that's competitive. That's serious. That's advanced. That's open. That's not for social players. So I
0: disagree. I think there needs to be some level of cash payout to social divisions. I'm not saying that needs to be, you know, 85% of their pot. I think that you do have to move money up because at the end of the day, the open division is the highest level and there should be some sort of incentive for having to play at the highest level. Now, the social division to me, that's where you, that's where as a league you grow, that's where you go get new players. You want players to come to your big events. You want them to be incentivized to do so. And by not having a cash payout and only giving merch or coupons or a set of boards or whatever, yes, it's a nice little thing to give, but man, nothing feels better than when I spent 800 bucks to go spend a weekend at the Texas Cornhole League and I got half of that back.
1: Well, then get better and play open and get more money right? Like it's a social event. You're there to have fun and have a good time. And so I'm kind of hung up on the semantics, right? So I'm like, it's called social. So it should be social and not competitive. So let's just get rid of that for a second. There should be a division where you can sign up and maybe the signups cost a lot less, right? Because there's not as much of a cash payout, but it's a smaller, um, entry fee and you get to play, you get to hang out in the great environment. You get to stick around and watch the show at the end. Um, and you don't get a big payout. Because the payouts in social encourage sandbagging. That is the problem. People want to stay in social as long as possible so they can clean out all the money. That's what happens. We've all seen it all the time, right? So why don't they have a division where you don't get paid?
0: So I have thrown out the idea. So right now, I don't like the direction TCL is going. I think it's becoming more of a professional league when it's not a professional league. It is not about... The, it's not about the top 5%. It's just not. That's not, it's, it's TCL is not a pro league. It's about the social, it's about the competitive, and to a degree, it's about the advanced. But it's not about moving, it's not about not paying out social so you can move all this money up to open so that you can fund the lives of guys who just want to play cornhole. That's not what Texas Cornhole League's job is. It's to build an environment so you can have these massive events that people have a great time in and feel rewarded for coming to.
1: So I feel like you're making my argument. Did we switch sides? No. Okay.
0: I'm, I'm saying don't move the money up. You got it. You have to. I mean, to a degree, yes, you move money up, but you still need to pay out something to social.
1: Yeah. I mean, coupons to the tech TCL store bags. You know, here's some bags and some boards to the champs. It, for me, the fact that you're giving money out makes it a competition for cash, right? Which is uh, highly competitive. It's a uh, professional. It is not social.
0: Okay, so you do that to social, then at what point do you do the same thing competitive?
1: Well, I think we do that to a certain extent to everything but open, right? So open is where the best of the best play to make the most money possible. So I think there should be a bit of a drain of the cash. I think the the money that competitive players pay, some of that, a percentage of that should go to open. I assume they do that now. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they do it now. I'm fine with it. But, yeah, I think they should keep doing that and uh, get money out of social. I've been so, saying
2: that for years so do you believe that if we removed let's just say TCL decided to remove cash payouts for social alone right now do you think that would have a significant impact on people that wanted
1: to attend and play I think, think they just sign, sign up for competitive if they really wanted to go in the money okay I'd do shoot how about a division where it's just open anybody can can sign up for it but you don't get any money I'd play in that you know what I'm saying give me like a trophy So I can put on my trophy case. Because I just want to have social fun. I just want to have a good time. You follow me on that? And I get
0: you to a degree. I understand you to a degree. I just think that there would be a ton of backlash for moving the money completely out of social considering the impact social has on your attendance, to
2: be honest. Can you imagine the threads on social media?
0: (laughs) It would be, you'd get slaughtered
1: for Oh, like there are no payouts? Yeah. Yeah. Well, then go play competitive. Go play advanced. Go play open. Get better. If you want to win money. If you want to be good good enough to win money, You need these
0: people in your league.
1: So it's a financial business decision. It's not about- It's
0: almost like an investment.
1: (laughs) Like you have to get payouts in social, otherwise they're not going to come. You
0: want those people to walk away happy.
1: Well, then maybe there needs to be a fun division or something where- you get a belt buckle. I just want to win a belt buckle.
0: <laughs> I know where to get those. I have one, actually. I've won a belt okay. buckle. But I don't I don't agree with taking the money out social at all. At all. I do. If anything, I think that it needs to be dialed back a little bit. You know, we need to – I don't like the – I believe one of the little comments on there was um, the tier rankings. Why are we doing it by percent of players? I don't like that either. I think it's – a Flawed concept. I think we're doing it, we're making it too complicated, you know, because you're not mo- getting moved up because you improved, you're getting moved up because there's 50 new players, and that just oh, now you're in the top whatever percent of players.
1: Okay, so now we're, we're moving topics, right? Yes. So we went from money and social, and now we're talking about the ranking systems, right? And there's a bunch of comments about that, right? Like, what do we think about the TCL ranking system? Um, and, and one of the things I, I think the point was made. There's too many move. There's too many moving parts. Right? They're moving people up and down a little bit too much. And somebody suggested maybe we only have one bump in between each sig, right? Instead of the the constant bumps. I thought that was a pretty good idea.
0: So bumps are being moved to once a month. Okay. Um, and some of those months it's not exactly a month. Sometimes it's like six weeks. Um, sometimes I think there's a couple scenarios where it's like seven weeks, um, and I like how, I like doing it monthly. I like doing it before some of your major events. I think a little flaw in the system right now, but they don't view it as a flaw. They view it as, okay, well, those guys need to go get pre-registered before they get bumped. Is that on um, the third signature series, I believe, I believe it's the third signature series, There is um, you can start pre-register for that before, it's like two weeks before the next bump comes out. So people are going to be able to get in certain divisions, or the lower division, before a bump comes so out. So they can lock themselves in. Yes. That's yeah. gotcha. So which incentive for signing up early? But yeah, ha, and, and that you know that kind of means to. I I don't I agree with slowing down bumps to the degree where man I've only been a competitive player for two months I got good really quick and now I'm a B player I didn't even get a chance to really be good in my division right yeah that's the only thing I see a problem with bumps right now guys get moved up fast sometimes people don't even get a chance to win in their division and they get bumped up
1: yeah i agree with that i i kind of feel like that happened to me i've never really won anything i just keep getting bumped up a lot of that happened to most players but i think by definition you can't have everybody win before they get bumped right
0: right but you need to have more people win than what's currently happening it's happening fast
1: so i think you know one of the things that makes tcl tcl and kind of cool is the ranking system right other right. leagues don't do that like right with aco this weekend it was everybody the whole point
0: of the ranking system is even the playing field
1: right and it's gonna be there's no way you can do it it's gonna be flawed it's gonna be messed up um but i do think the ranking or the bump should be slower maybe there should be like a a holding like you get bumped into like a hold like okay we think you're gonna be bumped and if you keep moving up we're definitely bumping you some some kind of buffer there um so yeah the bumping systems or the tier system i think is pretty good but You've heard me say this before on the show, just use SPR. I think they've overcomplicated that. The percentages thing is I mean it's mathematically sound. It is a good idea.
0: Mathematically, but when you apply it to the league, it doesn't make sense. Because
1: it's sh- do you well, here's the question. If it's 5% of players are A players, is that what they're saying?
0: No, 4%. Yeah, 4% is elite.
1: Okay, sure. So it's a percentage is elite. So the the whole problem i think with that is what analysis went into figuring out if four percent of your player population is an elite player right where did that number come from right it got pulled out of thin air i I agree
0: it did i think there's a lot of things that got pulled out thin air when it came to the tier rankings you know i've voiced this but you know you got people making the tier ranking system that are not playing in events and don't really have a grasp of what is that tier ranking player like what is that skill level yeah, what so you, is a B player? What is a C player? How good should they be? How good should they not be? Because right now we're bumping up people really fast, yeah. and it's becoming more top heavy, and it doesn't—it should not be top heavy.
1: And then you get turned off. It happened to me. Like yes. what do you, you get—it's bu- no fun anymore. No, for me you to don't. Compete. You
0: want—you don't want people to get to the open division as quickly as they are right now, because now they got to play against. The top guys And
1: they might not Sniff a chance To win again ACL pros That are actually Living the life Of an ACL pro Like they don't have A real job Right <laughs> They are Right, All right They're playing Cornell for a living Yes And you gotta Compete against them And now you gotta them. go Play against those yeah. guys I
0: think it's Right now I think It's too easy To become an A player I think it's too easy To become a B player
1: Yeah I, I agree with you. I mean, it, it, they they do and they bump so fast. I would agree. So do you? I mean, how would you fix that? Would it be like the holding pattern? You
0: slow down bumps and you, the um whatever they're doing on their percents. and needs the the difficulty needs to raise a little bit. It should not be so easy to become a B player. Should not be so easy to become an A player. And even the even though um there's even some elite guys. Man, I know they're dominating their region. Well, when you go put them in the signature series, which that's the only time being an elite affects you, they don't stand a chance because now they don't get to play with someone at their level. They got to go play with someone lesser with them and compete with guys that are better than them, period.
1: And there was one of the comments moving to more of the comments that people gave us. Thank you so much for those comments. I hope people do that more often. Should elite players get bumped? I mean, this whole year during
0: the season, elite play, there should be a players that get bumped to an elite period. End of story. You have new people coming into your league that are doing super well. The prime example, Hayden Morris, right? Yeah. He just got second place in open singles. Yeah. And now, guess what a signature series lineup is over the next three six?
1: JBJ and that kid.
0: JBJ, JBJ, <laughs> Sammy. <laughs> oh, he's
1: playing with Sammy, too? So,
0: uh. I mean, the spirit of the elite division or the, uh, the elite level was to even out the playing field and spread the wealth of wins amongst everybody. Yeah. Well, you, when by not bumping people up to elite during the season, you you'd stop doing that. Right. That, it's like, what was the point? It's just. You put a different name on it, but it's the same thing.
1: What was the thought process of not bumping elites throughout the season?
0: Because players line up their signature series partners during the season, and they don't want to have players go have to find a new partner because their partner got bumped to elite.
1: The whole point of the ACL ranking system, at least one of them, I've heard Chad talk about this, is the opportunity for a player to play with one of the great players, right? Right. And here we are with uh, these guys just picking one guy and riding him for the season. And at
0: the end of the day... Texas Cornhole League is about the environment and about everyone having a good time. You Right now, there's lower-level A players that don't feel like they have a chance. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they're not going to get partnered up with an elite player because the upper-level A players or the guys that should be elite players yeah. are going to be playing with the elite and pro players.
1: Right, exactly. It's
0: a huge flaw in the system right now. And, you know, it's a new rule, so of course there's going to be a flaw, yeah. right? It's it's never easy. You know, I think they're going to end up creating an elite pro division, um, which understandably um, but that requires that means you're going to move some people up to the elite division that might not be ready for that, and how does it not suck the fun out of cornhole for them? yeah, for sure if they every time they go to a big event, they get their ass kicked,
2: yeah, well, and the flip side of that is you also have you know we when you have this moving target, there's also people that recognize where that level is, right, and so they. Let's, let's face it, whether you call it sandbagging or whatever it may be, they don't play as well on purpose, right? Right. Um, and so you, you have that piece of it as well. But I think, I mean, I think we could argue this all day in terms of the elite level. I mean, let's face it, there's some people that are labeled as elite that probably, based on their play over the last three to six months, may not be at, at that right. level. Right, may not
0: right? be elite, and yeah. then those people do not get a chance to move down.
1: Yeah, they got that tag for the whole year. Yeah. Right. Meanwhile, there's A players who are white hot that are not elite. Yeah, that, it's, w- it's that won't be
0: moved to elite. And then there, but there's a players that get the chance to move down to a B player.
1: Well, the good news is that Chad can change the rules. Yeah, it so. can.
0: It, I mean, it can be changed. It can be adjusted. Um, and it's hard to find the balance, right? Because you're either fighting against sandbaggers or you're fighting against people getting moved up too early. And it's hard to find the in between, right? It's hard to. I, so uh, Juan made this comment talking about auto bumps. TCL used to auto bump people based off how they finished the signature series. It hasn't been applied recently. You know, there's certain players that have won advanced doubles like three times in a row <laughs> that have not gotten bumped up. Right. And I just think there's, fl- there's, flaws are, are in the auto system.
1: bumps in the player's guide? I don't know if they, I thought they got uh, rid of no, them. No,
0: I think they got rid of them. They did. So there's no more auto bumps when, because I mean, the argument, used, it, again, there's all sides to the conversation right there's there is no perfect system there never will be but the um argument was man i just got hot one day i got bumped up and now i can't i haven't even gotten close to that level since right so that's why the auto bump kind of got tossed away
2: well that that was also to prevent people from like playing aco right maybe they're in oklahoma or whatever they don't play many tcl events and they come over to a six series and dominate right because they're a good player really good player and they're overlooked right so
1: right all right a couple more topics singles championship they should matt longoria thinks they should move it back to saturday 100
0: percent. i understand not wanting to have all the championships on saturday advance i mean open singles needs to be on saturday that's like you want people to watch that
1: yeah and his point was some people can't make it friday night right so you can have a bigger crowd more energy for the big singles matches
0: and at the end of the day that's what tcl is is that champion those championship games when you got the big crowd people in bleachers doing their thing you want those environments to be big and awesome now let i,
2: I, I can tell you that from from my perspective when i got into cornhole one of the very first large events uh, that i went to was a signature series event and that's when they had all the championship series that night on saturday night and just that experience alone got me hooked into cornhole right just the vibe everyone cheering everyone just you know raising hell for their favorite player that whole environment was you know whether you want to call it like a college football atmosphere or whatever. yeah, That environment is, just got me hooked on the game.
1: So I'll play devil's advocate, and then I kind of want to answer my own argument. But what about you're your white hot, you're playing great on Friday, the boards are moving, your bags are working, it's just how you like it, and then you have to stop. And you Then let's say you're not even playing doubles. you got to come back and compete Saturday night for the singles competition.
2: But isn't that part of being an elite player to be isn't able to that adjust part, to those? Isn't that
0: part of being... A high level, yeah, a high level cornhole player. I mean, at the end of the day, do the do NFL? You can't really use do do um, golf. No, do the Golden State Warriors get a win game one of their playoff series and play game two that night because they're they're playing really good. No, you show up the next day or the next two days from there and you gotta play a whole new game.
2: March Madness is a perfect example, right? You get hot. There's a team that gets hot. They flow through the system, and they have to be hot every night. Right? Yeah, so,
1: it happens in golf too. Uh, the U.S. Open. If you tie at the end of day, of Sunday, you start you start playing on Monday the next day. You don't keep playing that day, right? So you got to wake up and find it all over again.
0: So I, I mean, I understand the argument, um, and you know, it's a really good story for when you tell someone why you lost.
1: Yeah, it's a good, great built-in excuse. Yes, <laughs> that's a good point.
0: Yes, but um, it's. I think championships, um, at least the open advanced championships, need to be on Saturday nights.
1: Yeah, for sure. I agree totally. All right. One more topic and then we'll wrap this show up. Uh, commentary. When you go back, Trey Sparks wants to know if people listen to him talk, right? That guy works hard. He is bringing his own equipment. I think he's practicing at home with his new <laughs> callouts and what lets it fly, I think is one of his new ones. I think he's coming up with this stuff. I mean, he really is working hard and, you know— the TCL people that enjoy um, going back and watching their own recordings, I'm sure, like listening to Trey and, and John. Sure. So he asked if people actually listen to the commentary. Um, so we can take a poll really quick. I know that when I go back... Well, first of all, I, I watch live, because sometimes I'm not able to make the finals, uh, or not able to make it. So I do watch live, and hell yeah, I'm listening to the commentary. Absolutely. I've got my headphones on, I'm listening to it, and then... When I go back and watch the recordings, when I'm on my computer, oftentimes I'm, I've got my headphones on and I'm listening to like Amazon music or something. So I'm always listening to music when I'm on my computer. But if I go back and watch the the highlights or looking for highlights, I always listen to the commentary, like a hundred percent.
2: Absolutely. For me too. I listen to the commentary. I, I enjoy what they say. Um, you know, sometimes they'll say something controversial. I even like that. Right? Yeah. Wait, oh, can you think can of something? Can really just say that? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you can. You got something. <laughs>
2: But you know what I mean? I think that uh, just hearing that commentary and, and getting it sometimes even a different perspective, like, you know, when Johnny's on the on the mic as well, um, he's got so much deep knowledge of the game. He's been in it so long that uh, I enjoy listening to him. So I agree.
0: Um,
1: you listen to the commentary?
0: Yes. And this is why the commentary is important and why Trey and Johnny do such a wonderful job and need to continue practicing their craft and making it better. It is on the commentators to bring the electricity to the microphone. That way when you're going back and you're watching your video and you're like, man, I hit this big shot. I wonder what the commentator said um, when I hit this big shot. And you go listen and you hear Johnny Seymour saying whatever, Trey Sparks saying whatever, and and they're bringing an energy to the game. It makes your clip so much better. When you show your family and friends something, it makes it so much better. It brings something to what Texas Cornhole League is or what Cornhole is that you absolutely have to have. If it wasn't for them, watching a game would be pretty boring. Yeah. So, yes, absolutely necessary. And, um,
1: and Trey does such a good job of bringing that high energy. Right. You can tell right. he takes breaks between games and matches, and when he comes back, he's always pushing the No, energy.
0: if I'm not seeing them break a sweat up there, they're, they're not trying hard <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah. they, they're, they, their job is to provide an electricity to the environment and to add something to what um, those clips and those live feeds can be. So, another thing I saw on the comments... Yeah. Should... How should the live stream courts be broken up oh, during yeah, a tournament? yeah,
1: That's a good one. Yeah. Should it be, like... Should there be a a, a lane for every uh, difficulty, every class?
0: So, I'm going to give you...
1: Tier, sorry.
0: I'm to give you two different opinions. Okay. One is from the player slash TCL's best interest, and one is from the bag manufacturer. The bag manufacturer wants all the open games to be on the main live stream courts. That way I can go back and see clips of my bags and be able to take clips of those and post them on social media. Create content for Texas Cornhole League, my bag company, whatever, because my open players are throwing better than what the social and other guys are doing. They're not just trying to hit the board. They're trying to skip over your bag and get in the hole. Now, my opinion as the player Slash interest in TCL. I think you got to work in some of those. You got to work in those other divisions on the live feed because you want those people to have clips of whatever. Say, hey, look, I was on the live feed because that's how you grow the game. You got to have these guys sharing stuff to the social media and get their friends and family to come play cornhole.
1: Yeah. I think at the finals, they always do have the the social and the competitive and the advanced. They finish with open. Right. And maybe the question was throughout the day. Right? Should we have uh, one lane dedicated to social only throughout the day? Um, I
0: think rounders know during the tournament, you find a way. Like the bracket? The bracket.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, let me ask you guys this. What about, so we talked a little bit about commentary, you know, over the live stream, but what about building the hype during the event? Like, not someone that's commentating the whole time during the championship matches, but maybe introduces them and talks up what bags they're throwing and things like that to the crowd that are in the stands to build a hype, kind of a hype man. Right? Yeah.
0: Um, I don't think you can do that for any division. I think you can, I think that needs to happen, but that needs to happen for the open division. Just open. You can't do that for every division.
1: Yeah. You know, Trey did ask about that to have like some pre-recorded introductions for players so that he can play. Cause it would be easy once we have the pre-recorded introduction, we could drop it into the live production uh, before the players play um it's just work that i don't want to do right yeah right but it's possible it's easy we have the technology well i think
2: i think if the reason i bring that up is because if you have that type of hype going on during the championship matches i think it's imperative that you move those to saturday especially for the yes. open division 100%. right
0: you got to have those open advanced games go into saturday and i think they need to do a little reshuffle You know, they start off with social, then go competitive, um, advanced, and open. So that's when you sprinkle in some of those advanced singles games, you know? Yes. Because at the end of the day, the only people watching the social and competitive games are their friends and family family, region. Um, But the people that are trying to watch good cornhole, they're not watching the first hour and a half of the championship games.
1: Yeah, you know, that would be a good... uh... A really good idea like take a note from Dana White uh, from the UFC he always starts his main cards with a banger he always puts out some of his highest energy the most anticipated fights uh, he puts them out first to get the crowd hyped yes and that's a great idea
0: right I think you got sprinkle those in there kind of shuffle up the um, the way it goes you know the I don't think necessarily that the this could be a horrible idea on my part but or suggestion but um open doubles is that should that be the last event? Or is the crowd pretty much dead by then?
1: It's dead by then.
0: It's dead. I think you, gotta, you, gotta, you need social to be last, not because of any other reason than you make social sit through uh, watching all the other games before they can watch social games.
1: I mean, why not try it at least one time?
0: Right, why
2: not? Yeah, I like it. So I'm going to disagree with you guys a little bit on that because I think once they watch the open game and maybe the advanced game, they're leaving. They're leaving. They're gone. Right. So
1: I think that if you build up the hype...
2: Um, With some of the so, I think they're doing that anyway.
1: Well, how about this? Start off with uh, open and advanced singles, boom, boom, right, right, and then go into your your regular. I like that. I like that. All right, Chaddy, listening to this one, (laughs) probably he's probably
0: getting a phone call. Oh, Grant said this. (laughs) Get (laughs) over it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Um, that's a really good idea. I would love to see that Saturday night kickoff with advanced and open singles. That's a great idea.
2: Well, I think you could even promote it, right? Uh, Saturday night championship night and uh, you could just you could take it to a whole new level.
1: I like it. All right, cool. You got anything else for us guys? Do you? Uh yeah, sure. We got uh, these bags right here in front. <laughs> There's a uh benefit happening uh, at Saturday uh Northeast Texas 10 Cup. It's a benefit for I forget. Dang it. Duke Doss's mom, I believe. It's a uh, breast cancer awareness or breast cancer month. Yes. And it's for her. So we have some pink designed bags. Uh, they'll be giving or uh, raffling off uh, some bandit queens and some dudes. So everybody come on out to that. It's this Saturday uh, at 10 Cup, which 10 Cup's a great venue to play cornhole at.
0: Yes. And exciting news, the Texas Cornhole Show events here at AJ's on Tuesdays will be sanctioned TCL events moving forward. All right. So come earn your points, plan some different events. We're going to hammer BC events. BC. B-singles, which is a new event added to the TCL approved events to be ran. BC B-singles. B-singles. Yes. It's uh, been hesitated. We have over a thousand B players now.
1: Yeah, you could come beat me up, everybody. So we instead
0: of having those B players always have to go compete against the A players and top level talent, we gave them their own singles event, just like Signature Series. Like an so advanced. They can Yes, yeah, so they can compete against each other and see who's the best of the Bs.
1: All right, so we're going to have some TCL events Saturday night or Tuesday nights at AJ's. Yes. Let's go. Today's what? A switch? Today is a switch, and it's for points.
0: TCL. I was trying to have a clean sheet and this season, and I am season. and I am tired of not winning switches here.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm over it.
2: You're over it. I'm sick and
1: tired of it. Yeah, me too. Y'all keep, come see
2: us. We don't get enough yes. participation. Y'all come, come see, us. see us.
1: Oh, it's gonna keep growing. It's been getting bigger every day. Yes. Oh, uh, and we're giving away sets of bags every single night. Yes. Uh, Next that's week my. I promise. will have
0: some non-TCL stamped center bags up here. Hell for a yeah. away
1: tonight. We're giving out some more dudes. Yeah. So
0: by the way, that is on my list of things to watch. I've been telling Haley every time it's just oh, sitting
1: down and watching a movie. Big you know? Lebowski. Yeah, it's been overhyped. You're not gonna like it. It's well, a well, now I'm not gonna
0: watch it. It's a great movie. Now I'm not gonna watch it.
1: I've seen in the theater like white recently. Good Friday, <laughs> they had it at a Alamo Drafthouse, and I went back in my drinking days, and I was drinking White Russians the whole time. It was fantastic. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs>
0: all right. So appreciate all y'all, and remember, it's just a game. It's
1: just a game.